The Carpenter Rants. Hey everybody, welcome to TCR. Three nobodies bringing order to the chaos. <laughs> I'm Caleb. I'm Doug. I'm Kendall. Oh, but we're back. Oh, folks, it's another beautiful Saturday night. I got the windows open, got a breeze rolling in. We had some storms this morning. A little earthquake action last night. Yeah, we had an earthquake here yesterday. Crazy. Yeah, it was. And then we had uh, a, a storm of locusts and, uh, you know, all the seltzer in my fridge is blood now. So hell, we've had the plague for a while now. Yeah, I think uh, I think the end times are finally upon us. It's right for it. It is. And so tonight we're going to talk about a, a Chucky movie. That's right, folks. <laughs> to calm your nerves. Yeah. <laughs> uh continuing on our uh extended limited series yeah uh where we will be talking about the entire uh, chucky franchise of uh, films um so far we've discussed child's play and child's play 2 you can find those in the archives and tonight we're talking about a little film uh you may have guessed already that's right it's child's play 3 child's play with a vengeance child's play is child's play. <laughs> um all right if i've ever seen this movie um it was on cable and maybe like in chunks or pieces i don't think i've ever seen it start to finish um and i'm Hell, not watching guys- chunks <laughs> I'm like, I've seen ch- <laughs> Chuck Chunks. <laughs> That's funny because of the ending. It is. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let everybody uh, know that I have watched this film twice uh, for this Love podcast. Love it so much. And I've fallen asleep both times. Nice. And I've seen most of it, but I'm missing pieces here and there. So, oh, well, <laughs> well, this will be a great <laughs> episode. Look, I tried two times, and I kept falling asleep. And I have one big reason why, and we'll get into it uh, as we talk about the film. But I don't, um, I don't think I've ever seen this one all the way through, and I think that's still true uh, this evening. <laughs> very, very much so. <laughs> uh, Doug, wh- uh, where's Child's Play three uh, sit for you in the Child's Play franchise? Uh, I don't just. Child's Play 3 gets a lot of hate. And uh, I understand why, because it's super cheesy. It's the beginning of the cheesy Chucky. The Chucky cheese, if you will. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And uh, it's where the franchise just goes on from there. But I don't hate this movie. It's a lot of fun. It's stupid. It's not the best. It's hovering around somewhere not at the end like middle end ish yeah i uh kendall have you ever seen have you ever seen child's play three before i sure have not i think we discuss this every time that you've been and i wish i had <laughs> keep your chucky as to yourself you son of a bitch um so what are you kendall what are some of your first impressions of, of child's play three um you know i i gotta agree with doug um 
I'll, I'll hate this movie. That should maybe my critique could end there. But um, I don't know. It, it wasn't boring. I didn't find myself like falling asleep or anything. But um, can't say it's my favorite. But I, I don't. I don't hate it. I I don't think I was falling asleep because it's boring. I think I was falling asleep because I fall asleep every time I sit down. So. <laughs> Um, it just is what it is. Um, I look. I didn't hate this movie either. I thought it was fine. In fact, um, I liked the beginning of it, um, quite a bit. Uh, it was what what I was really getting stuck on was the military school. This just felt so random. Like, what a random place to set this movie. Well, they didn't want to put it in a, a city setting again. They, we've done that. Yeah, I, I get it. And I just feel like... And they and they get back to this later in the later films. But I feel like maybe we could have just had Andy in some sort of like mental ward or something. Like I, I just don't know why the, 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 the military school setting just seems so random. It was just like, I don't know... Uh, We'd love to get him at camp, but it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> what if he's in military school? And well, I then... think well, they took aspects of the original script, and I think the uh, military school lent it real heavy to the original premise, mm-hmm. which was um, also, whenever you want me to do the fad deets, I'll do it. Just let me get yeah, done with we'll, this. Yeah, we'll get into it. Um, the, uh, the opening where... Uh, they pick up the Chucky goo off of the uh, yes. abandoned factory and he bleeds all into the vat of plastic. That was originally supposed to be like an army of Chuckies. Mm. They were going to mass produce them and they were all going to be possessed. That's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, but due to budgets and the budget and uh, they, they just did not want to shell out the money for all those Chuckies. Yeah, that's understandable. They were like, okay, so Don Mancini had to go back and quickly fix some stuff, and uh, this is how we ended up with the movie we have. Um, now, eventually, it sets its, it sets its whole third act in like this carnival setting, which I thought was cool. And then I was also just like, what if Andy just like worked at a carnival? Like, what a great movie that would have been. A lot of what ifs with this flick. I know. I just, I'm like, that whole third act has such a great like look to it um and it's so fun at the carnival and i'm just like man i I like a movie where andy's like run away from home and the only work he can get is like on a carny freak show you know and it's just like so you can have you can throw like a little homage to like fun house in there too and like um yeah you know uh I, i just think there's a lot of potential for that there but the the military school i just kept bouncing off of i was just like He's got this lieutenant colonel that's like 16 years old. Like, I have no idea what's going on there. And, um, again, it was just really like, I don't know. It just They were just like, I don't know. Let's put Andy here. Like, it really felt like they had five things in a hat. Um, and and that's where they that's where the setting landed. Anyway. Yeah. Also, the time jump is, is odd. It jumps eight years. Yes, it's such a specific amount of time. And Andy is 16. Yeah. 
Um, all right, well, we'll get into all that in a little bit, but let, first, let's uh, take a little pit stop. Uh, my favorite place, and that's Doug's Fat Deeds. Well. Oops, my phone froze. <laughs> Oops, uh, this year, a movie film came out uh, on my seventh Ooh. birthday, August 30th, 1991. On your seventh birthday, Doug? I saw Child's Play three. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember yesterday, no, dude. I, I don't you. know. Um, written by Don Mancini, directed by Jack Bender, who uh, is from Lost and Game I was of about Thrones. To say fame. that name sounds so familiar. He's directed some great episodes of really great TV shows. Uh, fun fact: uh, Don Man- Don Mancini uh, hit hit up peter jackson and he almost directed this but something happened and he didn't can you imagine an early oh chucky is ripe for an early have, 90s we have so, so much fun i could with so this. see that happening an early 90s peter jackson chucky movie would have been just per it would have been yeah. perfect yeah oh man what a what an alternate universe we could have been living in I want that. I want to see that. I still, yeah, I still want to see a Peter Jackson Chucky, like an old school Peter Jackson Chucky flick. That'd be it awesome. Be. It'd be like Meet the Feebles and Dead Alive mixed together. Yes. I, I think that's the first time anyone's referenced Meet the Feebles in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, no budget info. But it made uh, $20.5 million. Well, I mean, I'm sure it made money. It can't have cost more than, say, five to six. Probably. Um, it was the uh, number two movie for a little while, too. Yeah, you know, it's a big franchise. Chucky, at this point in time, is pretty well established. I'll say that the the movie opens, unlike the Child's Play 2 opening, which I was... Oh man, that opening! I, I was not—I was not a fan of the Child's Play two opening. It was like, it was always like really bright and really like cartoonish. Um, whereas this one, I this did. one opened like a fucking Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Like, yeah, I, I loved it. You get the plastic and the blood. Yeah, mixing together. this was another credit opening credit sequence that I really, really loved. Oh, the whole like. First of all, the whole like good guy factory just covered in like the fake cobwebs just looked great. Um, I mean, they just up and abandoned that damn factory, didn't? After eight years, they're like, "Oh, the, the supposed killer doll tried to do it yeah. again. We better just lock the door." Yeah, but let's not get rid of any of this stuff. We'll just lock it <laughs> everything where it is. Yep. Um, they scoop up, get rid of the dead Chucky blob, uh, John Carpenter's the thing body. <laughs> um, yeah, thing was the garbage pill kid. <laughs> that thing was nasty. Um, I like how the crane that claws puncture it, and that's what causes it to. It just the blood just oozes down this pink pile of just plastic ass. <laughs> with blood. Plastic ass. Um, I like too that it's kind of like a it's kind of like the old Hammer Dracula films too, where they like spill a little blood in this plastic vat, and then all of a sudden, uh, whips up a Chucky. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, yeah, so the blood uh, drips into the vat of latex or whatever that is. Um, uh, liquid plastic that hardens. Yeah. I, you, sure. Yeah. One of those. Transparent aluminum? Um, so, yeah, then that stuff starts spinning together. Great visual with the blood mixing into, like, the cream color of the good guy doll. Um, and then, like, the opening sequence, the Chucky doll melting in reverse, basically. Yeah, so yeah. awesome. Really good. Um, and then, of course, it ends with Chucky being alive again and screaming no once he realizes that he has awoken once again as the good guy doll. Um, and also, you know, Chucky's uh, still, you know, by the third movie, we're still just like, I gotta get out of this body. Like, that's... You know, that's still like the driving force behind the movie here. Yeah, he don't want to be a doll for his whole you life. You know, I got questions. Okay. What? Maybe this has been established and I'm just an idiot, but why does it have to be... Well, I know that we kind of approach this later on, but why Why did it have to... Why does it have to be Andy? Why does he consistently go after Andy? Well, I... Because he uh, revealed his true identity to Andy in the first one. So therefore, Ah, he's like bonded by the voodoo curse to put his soul into him. He cannot do it to anybody else. Got it. That makes sense. And so that's why... Until this one, which we'll talk about later. When he picks Tyler. Which leads to... Because he had a reset button with the... uh, Pink plastic ass. <laughs> yeah. About, uh, also, the- I'm going to jump ahead. This leads to one of the most problematic lines in the film, uh, where Chucky's revealing to Andy that he's going to put his soul in Tyler's body, and then he goes, oh, "Yeah, yeah. Chucky's going to be a bro. Can you believe it?" <laughs> because Tyler is a little African American <laughs> child. This um. <sighs> This this movie was full of really tired one-liners. I got sick of them really quickly. Yeah, they're it's the slasher yeah. cliche. You have to give them one. Felt very Freddy, and I was, I was this this movie. So this movie is a big time. I, like after the second movie, which was fun, but it like. Hey, I told you guys, you have to lower your expectations. Uh, after the second... When you watch the second one, flick your switches to fun because you're not going to get serious again until later on in the franchise. Well, I thought... We're getting cheesy, cheesy, um, fun bullshit from here on well, out. Well, that's... Uh, well, I like that, though. Like, the problem for me with, yeah, with the second one was that it was so cheesy, but it was still acting like it wasn't. Where the first movie was like should have been cheesier but it was really serious and it worked and the second one was just a cartoon and then this one was like a you know like a friday the 13th or like i said like a nightmare on elm street movie it just felt like a little bit of a it just felt like a little bit of a you know because the story is exactly the same um this to me felt a little bit like we just gotta crank out another chucky movie i guess and so they just they just it did come out nine months after part two really yeah man so Mm -hmm. it looks like they just snagged you know the formula from slasher movies and then 
That's exactly it. Because when Universal bought the property, they're all like, we see the potential in a franchise yeah. with this. We can do all kinds of crap with this. And that's exactly what they did. And MGM, when they released the first one, had no uh, interest in making it a franchise. They just wanted to put a good slasher out there. Well, that's interesting. Um, so, I, I mean, for all the slasher aspects of it, I like it. Um, you know, there's some... But, you know, you said it at the... You said it at the military school, and now you've got a bunch of military school like attendees that you know Chucky can kill and torment. And like, like I was saying earlier, I guarantee you, in the original script, there was an army of Chucky's walking around with rifles and shit. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense, and that's why I was in the military school. Plus, you know, and it time jump or not, it kind of makes sense putting him in this to me because, like, they said that Andy's been to foster family the foster family and it doesn't work out because he's so just screwed up and you know where else are you gonna put him throw him in the military let it let them let him be their problem yeah i guess so he also just doesn't but, uh, seem like he's cut out for the military either that's well <laughs> that's true boy what a real loser he's got no home <laughs> he <laughs> sucks uh <laughs> No wonder Chucky found a different kid. Andy the orphan. <laughs> Chucky found a different kid. He was like, oh my god, this kid's a fucking loser. <laughs> he can't get his life No, uh, Chucky was going to make that kid cool. That's why he wanted him. So then he's like, I'm going to put this loser out of his misery. <laughs> um. Well, why is Andy in military school? I guess what you just la- laid out was that foster care didn't work for him. He's, he's got nowhere else Usually to go. military schools for Ew. bad kids kids that just ain't gonna listen this is well this is true and we meet some of the bad kids but um like i said he's just got nowhere else to go he's been thrown from foster house to foster house and no one wants him no one wants to put up with him uh how about throwing him in a psychiatrist's office or something yeah i mean get the kid some help yeah. <laughs> we can't do anything with this kid he's been in 15 houses here just give him a gun um let's see uh well, we, we jumped to the military school, but we skipped over the, the CEO. First of all, you got the smoky uh you got the smoky corporate boardroom scene, uh that sets the tone that corporate America is the real serial killer. I think that's just common sense there, yeah. bro. Um the evil CEO says nobody remembers Andy and no one cares. Yeah, we got money. And we're make. launching these That's still the same CEO that was in part two. Oh, was it? So uh, oh, yeah, interesting. He's still he's still leading that company well. I didn't realize. Um, and then they launch, of course, the good guy doll of the '90s. They say that looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a fact that all CEOs live in the apartment from Scrooge. That's just that's yes. where Gilbert yes. CEOs live in the '80s and yes. '90s. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a great scene where he takes, they give him the first Chucky doll ever. Of course it's Chucky. Um, yeah. And he takes it home and it gets out of the box. And then it's like, there's these like shots where it's running around in the dark in the background. It's just like shots of his feet, like clicking in the air. Like he's, like yeah. he's in the cast of newsies. <laughs> like he's just back there, like skipping, me. clicking times. his heels, <laughs> pulling <laughs> Mr. Marbles. Um, so this goes on for a while and then uh you know uh he turns on all the other toys and and then he sneaks up behind 
just messes with him. I like how he makes all these elaborate little traps and stuff. And uh, well, not traps, <laughs> but scenarios the, just to mess with the scene the just for him to just go. Ah. Yeah. Um, also, uh, one of my favorite techniques to show that Chucky is really going nuts is that they just wiggle the doll back and forth. So whenever Chucky's like really killing somebody, they'll just like shake him and his head like bobbles back and forth while he's <laughs> yeah. doing stuff. <laughs> and it just makes it seem like he's more evil. <laughs> See, Chucky's angry. His head bobbles. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. <laughs> it looks like George Clooney in his early career. <laughs> Go back and look. The guy could not keep his head still. Um, I've seen early Roseanne. <laughs> I've seen Batman and Robin. <laughs> Those ears were so tall they were wiggling, just like Chucky. It all comes back around. Well, he takes care of the CEO, and this is where he utters the famous line that it still sticks with him today. Don't fuck with the Chuck. <laughs> Don't fuck with the Chuck. My name is Chuck, and I'm here to fuck. <laughs> um well Chucky uses a computer to find Andy. Um Real quick, like, too. He just goes to the, the computer and hits the Andy button, and it comes up. Yeah, by the way, I mean, and, he's been dead. And then the movie's all like, yeah. oh, we're going here. And then here. Control-Alt-Andy and was able to find him. Yep. Um, And also, by the way, like, when he went into, like, when he died, that was eight years ago. Like, eight years prior to this, like, people didn't just have, like, computers in their house and shit like how would he even know how to just hop on and use it seems convenient you're questioning why mm-hmm. possessed mm-hmm. toy is that knows how to do voodoo something? yeah I know. i'm sorry <laughs> um well it's still a film doug <laughs> it still has to do all the stuff a movie does um, Andy arrives at military school. Uh, the head of the military school is a great character actor. I don't know his name, but that guy's in a million things. Colonel Cochran. Um, and then the barber is intense. Uh, he's the guy from Hellraiser. The yeah, dad. he is. Oh shit. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Frank. Or was Frank the other no, guy? No, that's the uncle. Oh, what was Ned or whatever? <laughs> Ned. <laughs> Ned and Frank. <laughs> he had some, he had some soft ass name, and we called him. We made fun of him in the episode. I can't remember what nickname we gave him. I'm blanking on his name. I'm gonna yeah. look it up because it's bugging me. Go, go back to the archives, folks. Check it out. Goopy Daddy, I think we. <laughs> oh, <laughs> his name's Larry. <laughs> Larry. <laughs> Larry. <laughs> Goopy yeah. was it? Goopy Leather Daddy. Goopy Leather Daddy. Yes. Oh, that those no, that was in uh, Mandy. The That's goopy, right. The, uh, the oh, Goopy God. Leather Dandy. Uh, the Goopy Leather Daddy was the Leather Daddy. The leather Daddy. <laughs> oh, Musical God. guest. Um, <laughs> Doug sounded like Don Pardo for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring <laughs> Goopy Leather Daddy. <laughs> And your host, Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh, Tom. America's sweetheart. Uh, Andy meets his roommate. I don't remember this guy's. Whitehurst. No. Is it? Yeah. No, that's the lovable nerd. Um, he Doesn't he bunk with the uh, the butthole lieutenant that's in charge of his group? Shelton? Does he? 
Yes. No, I don't. Because he like sneaks off to no, his he room doesn't. later. You're right. You're right. It is Whitehurst because he was locked up in the closet since he's a dork. Yeah. <laughs> you just said that like it made total sense. They locked him in the closet because he's a dork. That's <laughs> what you do. Um. Yeah. What's up with the lieutenant colonel? Because he's like 11 years old. I don't, he's the same age as Andy. I don't know how he has this rank. You're talking about Shelton? Yes. I don't know. Uh, one thing I do have to say about him is for like 15 minutes, I kept racking my brain to try to figure out whose voice he stole. He sounds exactly like Brad Pitt. He's got Brad Pitt's voice. Wait, who? Shelton. He's Brad Pitt's voice twin? Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. It's driving me nuts and I finally figured it out. That's all I have to say about that. And that's all I have to say about that. Um, also, the, for 15 minutes, I thought the two were going to kiss each other. Because, boy, they got close. I hoped. And they were no. just lingering. <laughs> and I just was like, maybe. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, we, then we get the scene where we meet. I don't remember the girl's name at all. The De Silva. Does, what is it? De Silva. Oh, really quick. I do have to say, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't bring this up when you were talking about the barber, but there was something in like the barber shop area, whatever. Would you call it a barber shop? I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, all the locks of hair taped to the wall with the people's names. And I think there were pictures also. Did you guys notice that? No, I didn't at all. It made me laugh so hard. It was just, it was silly. Um, there were like everyone that had had like drastic haircuts. There were like insane, like comically big looking pieces of hair, like all like locks of hair taped to the wall. Yeah, there's a weird hair fetish going on with this goober. The, I, don't know, this I don't know what goober. his deal is. When he comes through the, um, when he comes through the, uh, when he comes to the cafeteria, like sniffing everybody's hair and being like. <laughs> Tuesday, <laughs> like yeah, fucking, you know he's going back to that chair and just stroking it. <laughs> stroke me, stroke me. <laughs> um. Anyway, we see what was the girl's name again? Da Silva. Da Silva. Da Silva. Um, she's doing tough chick push-ups. Yeah, she calls dude asshole, yep. and she's all like, "Look at me do these push-ups," and then get up real fucking weird. Yeah, I don't know what's up with Shelton, but he must not know that women are smart now because he goes on this diatribe about oh, he seems how women like the are the weaker sex. Did not get the information. Yeah, you talking about Lieutenant Colonel Brute? Yes, Lieutenant mm-hmm. Colonel Brute. <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel Shelton Brute. LCSB. Lieutenant. Um. Brute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Uh, Tyler gets a package. It's a large package that's to deliver to Andy, but then like an idiot, he drops it. Um, but then like a <laughs> fucking idiot, but then kid. like a piece of shit, he steals it when he sees what's in there. He's a troubled kid. He don't know what's going on. Let that baby have that toy. Well, it almost got him possessed by a, a voodoo serial killer. So, well, that's his problem. That's what he gets for stealing shit. Well, I don't want it. Um. There's consequences to your actions. Well, I like the scene where Chucky just bursts out of the box, like just. Yeah. 
Yeah. Suddenly Chucky. And you get the return of that ugly ass mean face of Chucky. Oh man. Where he looks like he just like sniffed the world's worst fart. Like, <laughs> ah. His teeth are so fucked up in this one. Are they like noticeably grosser looking? I think so. I don't look at teeth. I don't know. Unless you're <laughs> extremely noticeable. That's something you may not know about Doug, but he does not look at teeth. <laughs> he refuses. I ain't looking at no teeth. <laughs> um, well, uh, Chucky, <laughs> <laughs> just moving on. Uh, Chucky, uh, you know, decides that Tyler is his going to be the you know, the person that he latches himself to this time around. Mm -hmm. He reveals himself to Tyler. Mm -hmm. And since he hit the, like I said, the, uh, the uh, ass pile reset button from earlier, he gets to do that. He no longer needs Andy. And Hey, and this is just, and I'll take a break here to tell our audience that sometimes when life's getting too hard, maybe you just need to hit that ass pile reset button. That's what I've been saying, man. Mm-hmm. I got a shirt that says it and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the more you know. All right. Ask power reload. <laughs> now you know. And knowing is half the battle. Um, Ask power reset. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I, I don't know. There's this weird gun range scene. I was falling asleep. <laughs> I don't know. I was falling asleep. Movie, watched it, go away. I was falling asleep (laughs) during the gun range scene. I don't really know what that was all about. Uh, I think it's just to show that De Silva is kind of into Andy. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, there's some, there's some, I mean, she's not like a full on love interest, Mm -hmm. but she is at the same time. She's just there to show you that, you know, every horror movie needs a badass chick. And here we go. That's right. Um. All right. What oh, and it does. It does. Uh, get called back to later on. Her helping mm-hmm. him out in the gun range. Because mm-hmm. boy can't hit the broadside of a barn. Mm. It's like he's fucked up mentally in the head. Yeah. yeah. It's like or a something. doll's been coming to life for eight years trying to kill him, and nobody believes him. Tell his oldest time. <laughs> Uh, all right, what happens next here? Because I do not recall. Um, when Chucky tries to enter Tyler and oh, yeah. uh, gets seized, and then you got that training uh, sequence where Andy's told to fall out, and he sees Chucky being walked across the, the oh, yard. Yeah, yeah Colonel Cochran throws him in the garbage truck, <laughs> and Andy sees him from afar and drops his rifle. Yeah, that's and all. then they give him shit for dropping his rifle. Yeah, and then they quote, "What is it like Full Metal Jacket?" Full Metal Jacket, yeah, and they just like dick grabbing and stuff. We got it. <laughs> Tail is oldest. We style. got it. Military loves their guns and their dicks, and they're basically interchangeable. Next. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Chucky gets thrown in the garbage truck. Gets picked up by the garbage truck. Mm-hmm. But he's all talking sweet, like trying to make that old man think there's a real kid in the back of this truck. So he gets out and tries to investigate. And hey, save mister, his leave me alone, mister. Why are you doing this? <laughs> 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 
Oh, Jesus, this is the best night of my life. All right. You got a laugh in here? Let's see what's going on. Why didn't we just watch Billy Madison this week? Um, We will. (laughs) The horror classic. Hey, that's, if you're a parent, that's a horror story. (laughs) <laughs> I have a kid that's such a piece of shit. Yeah. The horrors of affluenza. There we go. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Um, all right. Truck driver, uh thing the garbage truck driver, things do not end well for him. No, mm-hmm. he didn't get smushed up by that bear truck. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> and then what does Chucky do? Does he drive the truck back to the school? I don't know how he gets back. No, the truck was at the school oh, okay. emptying the dumpsters. I told you. I'm he just comes on back in. He lets his ass right back in. I told you. I got, like some, he works I got some gaps here. I wonder why. Because I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What? Where do we go? Where do we go from here? Uh, I mean, I think the next scene, um, Chucky's in Andy's room. Oh, Whitehurst has been polishing Shelton's shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chucky's in the trunk. Chucky attacks Andy. Andy throws a shoe. Who throws a shoe? <laughs> That's the best fucking yeah. thing. He just chucks that fucking boot at Chucky, and he's like, what the hell? <laughs> well, then Shelton comes in, sees him wrestling with the doll, sees his shoe, and he's just like, hey, what the fuck? Did you throw my shoe at this doll? And then he's like, tell Whitehorse he doesn't have to clean my shoes anymore. I got a new bitch or slave or whatever he said. Pretty Did sure he said Whitehorse? What yeah, Whitehorse. Whitehurst. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know, Whitehurst is one of my favorites in this whole movie. So not a not a real person. I say he's a throwaway. <clears throat> White horse, white horse. Who gives a <laughs> shit? <laughs> well, hell, here comes the damn white horse coming in. <laughs> Must be white horse or something. <laughs> She'll be driving six white horses when she comes. <sighs> And he confiscates the Chucky doll. And Andy's all like, don't take the Chucky doll. He says, you better not. I'm six. I'm going to fuck that later. (laughs) I cut a hole in his ass. (laughs) I'm a degenerate. Who said that? White horse? That was a George C. Scott character that cut out John Whitehorse. <laughs> real, real quick, they have, they they cast a actual Native American to be in the Firestarter remake to wow. play a Native American. What a novel! Turns idea. out you can do that. What an idea! Right? Oh man. Okay. So, uh, uh what's his name? The lieutenant colonel, Jesus, Shelton. 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 Yeah, Shelton uh, takes the Chucky doll, and he's like, 
my sister's birthday is coming up or whatever. So then he keeps it in his room. Where Andy tries to sneak in and get it back. Mm-hmm. But of course it's Chucky, so he's moving around like Mr. Marbles again. Yeah, another missed opportunity for them to have kissed. I know. It got real. I mean, they were in. He was in his room, too. Like, things got really intense and really close. And I swear. <laughs> I'm in sky. For better words. I mean, this. What a movie this would have been. It was just like a tender love moment right there. Oh, but alas. Um. <laughs> Again, it may have been in the original script. Yeah, the original script. It was just 14 whole pages of fucking that had to be cut out entirely. <laughs> These are children. Stop saying this. <laughs> um. All right. What happens after Shelton's bunk? anybody oh um he makes everybody march outside yes. um, yeah oh because the dolls miss everybody gets in trouble says andy got it well, in well his not room. everybody not everybody has to march outside because while um all the guys are marching outside de silva and her friend are uh searching for andy's file to find out a little bit about him i don't mm-hmm. i didn't know what that was about I don't think Shelton even bothered to talk to him about it because he seems like the kind of guy that's like, ooh, cooties. Uh, I swear to God, I don't want to tell But it seems it seems like a group like a group punishment. Like he would have forced everyone. It's just weird that just the girls were not there. I don't know. That was weird to me. He doesn't see them as part of the group because maybe he thinks they wouldn't be able to march. Because they got lady. Well, he did go on this whole rant earlier about how they would get no special treatment, even during their time of the month. They're too busy bleeding from their butts and dusting the shelves to go out there and (laughs) (laughs) getting the vapors and shit. (laughs) Yes, I don't know. That didn't line up for me. But anyway, the guys are marching. Andy splits off to go try to help Tyler and De Silva and her friend. I don't. I didn't catch her name. They're looking for Andy's file in the uh, uh, Colonel Cochran's office. Mm-hmm. And they run in uh, to Tyler with Chucky. They sure do. And that's where De Silva's all like, "Oh, it's so cute," and she puts lipstick on Chucky and. And then that's when Cochran finds him. He's uh, like, get the hell out of my office. Leave the doll. Yeah, and then put that lipstick on it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to kiss <laughs> I'm going to kiss I want to kiss you all over. <laughs> kiss that doll, don't you? <laughs> but this is, this is one of the funniest kills of the whole movie. He turns back to see, to get the doll after they leave. And Chucky's gone, of course. And he just jumps out of the door frame and just goes, ah! Cochran has a heart attack and does. And and Chucky's all like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Yeah, Chucky's Chucky's irritated about it. He's He's very irritated. Man into having a heart attack. 
I would too, man. If I cut the corner and that doll with that stank face just uh, wielding a weapon and just yelling at me, I'd I would have shit my pants four times in a row right yeah. there. <laughs> four times One, two, three, four. Then I hit the floor <laughs> with the shit. One, two, three, four. Then I hit the floor. Oh my god! All right, Cochran's dead. Dead or nail? Yep. What's next? The mess hall. Mm-hmm. Which is, is this? Is this where Andy gets tripped? Yeah. 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 Okay. Not very nice. No, not at it's all. It's kind of a it's kind of a throwaway scene. He really uh he's walking across the mess hall to get to Tyler to warn him like hey whatever this doll tries to tell you don't listen to him it was bad. Tyler's like shut up Andy me and that doll are friends. <laughs> don't be a bitch because he's my friend now not yours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you friendless bitch you unloved <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Even your possessed serial killer doll doesn't want to be friends with you anymore. Nobody wants your ass, Andy. How's that feel? <laughs> Probably because that shit ass haircut he got. Oof. Well, this brings. Did we? Is this where um the barber comes in? Or oh yeah, he comes that? in just like yeah, licking the top of everybody's hair. Yeah, and he's just all like, "Hmm, Kurt Plus." <laughs> touching everyone's hair very strange very strange for a grown man to be touching children on the head very much so uh, this is also and this is this is where andy gives tyler that pocket knife right he's like oh uh, yeah that's right if oh, chucky yeah. does anything you take this dull ass knife and you hit him with it all right um barbara runs through the next scene is the... He's just is, setting up the barber to be killed. That's the next oh, scene. yeah, yeah. How does he end up with the Chucky doll in there? Well, Chucky wanders off into that office. Oh, and, okay. like, he's cutting someone's hair and shit. And he sends them on their way. And he sees Chucky. And he's all like, oh, oh you something I can practice on. Yeah, no. And he gets a boner about it, too. And he's like, he's like I'm going to fix you up. Uh, I forgot how he delivers his his line of presto that's like his catchphrase now you're bald yes there you go thank you and um chucky just grabs a straight razor he has and slices yep. his throat he's like presto now you're dead <laughs> got him poor larry well there's something weird about him yeah he's a little off Obviously didn't need to be around the children. But the good thing about this scene is that uh, Whitehurst saw it. Whitehurst sees that Chucky is... Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's wrong. Whitehurst then walked in and was all like, (laughs) what? And Chucky's all like, boo. And he takes off running. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and then he goes back to the... I mean, what are they... What is he walking on? What are they doing outside? Drills or something? Yeah. Uh, the war games. War the games. War games that's are about right. to begin. Oh, yeah. And so it's capture the flag. And the rifles are filled with paint bullets. Until. Dun, dun, dun. Chucky fills them with real bullets. 
Yep. He takes the red paint cartridges out, puts live ammunition in there. Son of a bitch. I, I guarantee you, like I said, if there was an army of Chuckies, that's this is where they that would have came in. Yeah. Instead of replacing bullets, they would have their own rifles. Cute little Chucky rifles. Chucky rifles. You get caught up in the... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, now what? Then we're Let's reaching see. the end of the movie. Yeah, no, the I know. The war games begin. I don't remember the beginning of the war games. They go off into a field. like it, It's it's dark. It's cold. They go the... This is where they do the pretend battle with the paint things and... Chucky is running off. He finds Tyler and kidnaps him. They go off. He's trying to do his voodoo shit again. And then Andy finds him and grabs Tyler and runs off. And then he gets his hand. Chucky gets a hold of De Silva and Andy trades Tyler back to him for De Silva. <laughs> Which crazy. Yeah. Doesn't make a lot of sense. But, uh, no, it doesn't. We're trying to keep <laughs> Chucky from getting the child. Andy's not like, you know, he's only 16. He doesn't really know what he's doing in this situation. He's not really been trained for this. Um, How do they end up at the carnival? Am I missing something else? Well, they're, um, Andy is still trying to track down Tyler. And Tyler, like, on the other side of the woods from the, the school grounds, mm-hmm. there's that carnival that's in town. So, kind of leads them all to it. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then they then they end up going on that scary ride, which does not look very scary, by the way. Well, Chucky runs, runs to the carnival with Tyler, and um, that's where they find the security guard. Actually, Tyler wanders in there by himself. He's trying to get away from Chucky. And uh, he finds a security guard. He's all like, hey, you you should be at the military school across the way. You sit here. I'll, I'll call them so they can come and get you. Hey, look what I found in the lost and found. It's Chucky. <laughs> oh. Um. All right. You get somebody to have to drive through the rest of this. Because I have, like, images, but I don't know, like, what. Well, then we, we cut back to the war games, and then this is where Shelton stands up, and he's all like, you know, man, and then the red team fires at him, and they find out that yes. it's real bullets, and yes. they just, like, pelt him, and this is a dark fucking meanest yeah. kill. Yeah. that This one is probably the meanest in the whole movie. It really is. Like, I mean, he was a piece of shit, and, I mean, you're not yeah. going to miss him, but still, it's pretty dark. Yeah, it's, it's brutal. But you know, there's a lot of running. They're trying to find out where Tyler is and all this. And uh, uh, they go and uh, I'm getting things misplaced here. This Chucky is still there in the war games. This is before we get to the carnival. Uh, I'm going out of order here. Chucky's okay. still here. This is when they they shoot Shelton, and he's all like, he he like claims that he did that and all that shit. Then he throws a grenade at him. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the grenade. Yeah, and old uh, fucking White Horse jumps on it <laughs> and saves the day, and he gets blown to pieces. 
And then oh, they run off to the carnival because Chucky has Tyler and they're, they're trying to catch him. White horse. He's galloping in heaven now. <laughs> but they um, at the uh the haunted ride, which um yes. no pop up carnival in the world would have this super expensive haunted ride. <laughs> but um I hope someone has that ride because it looks amazing, and I would like to uh, um, ride it. Uh, yes, thank you. Wow. I couldn't think of words. Wow. 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 Um, this is also like leads to the scene where like uh, that fucking uh, Grim Reaper scythe like slices off half of Chucky's face. Yeah, he looks so cool when his his yeah. face. He's got like all the tendons and shit showing because he's almost a hundred percent human, and yep. uh, he's just got the shit leaking from his face. Looks like Harvey Dent. That did look pretty cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Chucky looks great. Like the 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 robot and the puppeteer stuff. Like they don't skimp on that shit. No. Well, that, that's what people are there to see. Yeah, they're there great to job. see Chucky. So you can cut back on some other stuff, but Chucky better look good. If I go see a Chucky movie and Chucky looks like shit, that's all I'm going to talk about. That's what, that's what I thought was so crazy with all those Halloween sequels. They were just like, let's just have Michael Myers look like absolute fucking shit. And I'm like, why? That's the one thing people are here to see. You gotta get that right. Mm-hmm. All right. What? We're coming to the climax here. Yeah, they battle on the uh, the haunted ride. All kinds of shit going on. Tyler's riding a little fucking plastic dragon up to safety. <laughs> yeah. And um, Chucky gets tossed off the... Well, he gets into a little, little battle with Andy. Andy cuts his hands off and throws him into a fucking big-ass fan and chops him to pieces. And it's probably one of the coolest kills in a horror movie, period. <laughs> Yeah, that's where he uses the the help that De Silva, the thing that she showed him on the mm-hmm. gun range. Yep. I thought that was sweeter than hell. Yeah, but Chucky gets thrown in there, and he's chopped all the bits, and there's just blood shooting up, and you just hear him scream. Good stuff. Yep. Then everyone walks out. And the cops arrest Andy. And he's all like, oh, I've been through this before. And then credits. Because <laughs> fuck Andy. That's the whole point of the series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought this movie was... Um, I, I, I think I like this more than two, honestly. Same. Like, it's more fun, than to, even though I kept falling asleep. But again, I, that didn't have anything to do with the movie. That's just the fact that I'm tired and old. Um, I can't stay awake. But uh, the second one was just like, the whole part with like, the foster parents. And like, man, this stuff was slow and awkward. And like, that dude was such a fucking cornball. And like, there's corny shit in this one too. But it's at least has that slasher formula that's really fun and there's some really fun kills in it um really dark kills too yeah Mm -hmm. 
yeah, this is uh, I'm I, I like this one. I liked it more than two. I'll say it. It didn't. It still didn't reach the heights of the first one, where the first one like took itself like really seriously. None of just heads stupid. up. None of them will. So and and that's okay. But I like the fact that they were just like, oh, let's do some. Let's do something completely different with it because the second one just was goofy as fuck, and then this one I felt like the that slasher tone really really worked for this like because it didn't matter that it was goofy because like that slasher kind of formula allows for that for a lot of that stuff yeah i mean that ground has been laid with uh freddy krueger so yeah people expect funny and goofy shit now yeah this this felt like a a nightmare on elm street movie like it just felt like that's the tone that they were i like that they took that formula from freddy and just made it watchable because those sequels after three are fucking garbage yeah they're bad they're bad well that's child's play three Mm -hmm. directed by jack bender i had no idea yep from futurama Nice. That was stupid. Sorry. No, it's okay. I didn't know if it were. I didn't know if it were like a vendor joke or not. Yeah, it was. It was just really try. bad, and I apologize. <laughs> well, any final thoughts on Child's Play Trace? Tons of fun. Yeah, you know, like a lot of things that we talk about here, um, I think talking about it makes me like it a little more. So. Same. Yeah. Same definitely fun to talk about for sure now like i said with child's play 2 you're gonna have to uh open yourself up to the cheesiness and the fun times because for the next three two movies we're we're, it even gets goofier so just heads up well what is next week well uh next podcast we will be covering um they Unlike, uh, you know, two to three, there was a nine-month gap. Seven years later, Bride of Chucky comes out. And you'll hear Mm. us discuss it on the next episode. That's right, folks. We're talking Bride of Chucky, a movie that I haven't seen since came out on VHS. I think I've only saw it that one time. Is this where we uh, get Jennifer Tilly? uh, Enter Jennifer Tilly. Yes, and this has been on cable a bunch for years. Uh, I mean, I've seen again bits and pieces, but I haven't seen the haven't seen the whole thing in a long, long, long time. Oh, it's also fun, but like I said, it ramps the cheesiness up. It you know, Scream came along, and the meta thing was popular. And you get all those rip-off screams like I know what you did last summer and Urban this, Legend this and all is that post shit. Scream this is play? their version of it. Okay. And it it's way better than the other ones that knocked off the uh, Scream formula, in my opinion. But um, we'll see what y'all think about it next episode. Yes, yes. All right. Well, uh, until then... Go back, check out uh, the other Child's Play episodes, um, and watch Bride of Chucky uh, before the next time uh, we launch another episode, and you'll be all caught up with us and hear what we think. Um, all right, what about, we got a little bit of 
uh, we got a mailbag this week, everybody. <gasps> um, people threaten to do it. Every once in a while, we get an email. <laughs> and we threaten people to do it. <laughs> and uh all right here we go so um this uh, email is from uh laura uh miss laura as she's known on the show here we've talked about her quite a bit mm-hmm. uh doug corresponds with her on uh, facebook and she's a uh, an avid listener and fan of the show wrote us an email and doug where is that email address that people can write to well i'm glad you asked because that's at carpenterrancepod at gmail.com Please send us all and, your fan mail and, uh, you know, recipes and all that kind of shit. Um, so uh, I'll read you Miss Laura's email here. Um, I, I knew that we got this. I was waiting to read <laughs> it. just says, fuck episode. you. Yeah, I was <laughs> waiting to read it on the episode. So I'm, I'm reading this to you guys for the first time that you guys are also hearing it. So uh, could take a left turn here, folks. Uh, let's see. <laughs> So from uh, Miss Laura, so it is way, a lot of A's and Y's there, uh, past time for me to drop you a line. I feel guilty every episode when Doug reads off the email address and complains that nobody uses it. Well, you should. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, So here it is. Uh, As always, enjoying the episodes, Child's Play is not my favorite film series. All right, let me stop reading this. Good night, Uh, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) But I do enjoy hearing you all talk about it. I miss getting new episodes every week, but understand that life happens and every other week is better than no new episodes at all. A couple of weeks ago, I caught Prince of Darkness on cable and watched it for only like the second time ever. That's a great movie, by the way. Archives. Uh, You know what I decided to do? I went to the archives. (laughs) Once I found the episode, your titles were much more creative back then. It took me a while to realize that Godzilla Prince of Doritos was the one I was looking for. <laughs> I don't know if those titles are more creative or it's just I, I'm dumb. It's a completely um, different show. If you go back and listen to that first run, it is very different. I still name the episodes stupid things, but that's just for files. Like whenever we did Paranormal Ag- Activity, I named the episode Paranormal Activia. Oh, um, that's cute. But just just the file, the you know the episode we published had the correct name. Anyway, it was a fun episode and helped me understand the movie a bit more. But it was a very early episode, and the podcast has changed quite a bit since then. So I thought you might enjoy a trip down memory lane with some interesting tidbits from the episode. No Ooh. Kindle yet. Uh, parenthetical. I missed you, Soul Sister. Aww. Aww. Number two, Pre-Fat Deeds, Hornshoe, and Rance Recommends. You did mention some of this stuff, but no official segments. Uh, Caleb ate Blaze Doritos during the entire episode. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, you had just missed a week due to Icepocalypse in Tennessee. I don't remember that. You were looking forward to the solo trailers. <laughs> and oh, God. Par- parentheses, not sure how well that aged. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we saw it. And then we talked, talked about, about that it. so much, and then we saw. And then we each saw the movie it. and just didn't bring it up. Just a movie. Um, great synopsis of Prince of Darkness. I kept thinking of Pleasance's character as Loomis. You wrapped up with a discussion of the new Godzilla movie coming out. That's the rest of the title. Caleb was eager for his son to be a bit older to watch Kong versus Godzilla. Did he ever? Did he like it? Well, I took him to the theater to see it, and he loved it. And we've watched it at home since then. Um, he was a fan. 
Uh, in all, I thoroughly enjoyed my trip back in time to the olden days of the podcast and plan to do it again in the future when there are no new eps and I watched something you previously covered. Uh, this episode did inspire me to watch an old version of Kong vs. Godzilla. or God- Ooh, Godzilla 1963. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, that was on my DVR. One of my favorite movies. Uh, it was uh, on Sven Gulli. Oh, nice. It was, de- it was delightful. I was not aware of how much humor was actually in these movies. A couple of the guys. Yeah, that's the, the one that's officially a comedy. Yeah. Sven said this was the first or one of the first Godzilla movies to be in color, which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, keep up the good work, and I look forward to more new episodes coming soon. And in case you are stumped for ideas for the future, uh, may I suggest shark movies and abandoned asylum movies? Not together. That would. <laughs> Although that would be kind of great. I'm sure there's one that exists. There's got to be Shark Asylum. <laughs> Asyl Shark. Um, take care, everyone, and happy spring, your friend, Miss Laura. What a nice letter. Well, well, well Miss Laura. Hell. That was darling. Thank you so much. The, uh, we the love old you. school I, review I know of I our do. old shows. Nice little trip down memory lane there. Well, we appreciate you writing in, and uh, folks, if you'd like to have your mail read on the show, just send it to carpenterrantspod at gmail.com, and we'll read it and berate you uh, while we do so. Uh, So who doesn't love that? Uh, All right. Uh, Why don't we kick it on over to Rants Recommends? Um, Well, thank you, Miss Laura, for the great email. Thanks you for the the jog down uh, memory lane there. Hit up those archives and hear our goofy asses talk about stuff. Yeah, and thank you a, again, Miss Laura. Yeah, there's a bunch. Enjoy the enjoyed the letter. There's a bunch of episodes. We did a few. Yes. Oh, speaking of Spinguli, which she addressed in the uh, the email, the new Joe Bob came on last mm-hmm. night. The whatever season it is, season opener, and Spinguli was there with him, and that was a lot of fun. That's oh, all nice. that story. Nice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go on with the chlorophyll. All right, Rance recommends Kendall. Well, I watched a I watched a whole lot this week. I, I watched week. all of <laughs> Apple TV. Um, <laughs> uh, funny you say that because uh, well, I did I did watch a lot of Netflix documentaries. Um, I mean they're they're all pretty good. I don't know if they're like recommends worthy. Not enough that I want to talk about them right now. Even though I'm wasting a lot of time talking about them right now. But the one thing I want to recommend is Severance which is an Apple TV exclusive series. Yeah, I would like to see that. That's on my list. It is really great. Um, Just one season and my god I need more. I need so much more. It's incredible. Yeah, Severance and Son? What? Yes. (laughs) What is this about? Um, It's like a... I guess you'd call it sci... Excuse me, (laughs) sci-fi? Sci? Sci? Kind of, I guess. I don't really... Maybe I don't know what sci-fi means, but... um, Science fiction? Mm -hmm. Pardon me. Goodness. Um... It's essentially this like program that people can opt into that is like uh, 
it's the perfect work-life balance um, where you when you enter your workplace you have no recollection of your outside work self and vice versa when you're outside of work you have no recollection of your work self but it's uh, um, craziness ensues it's basically how I operate right now <laughs> Uh, it's really good though. Adam Scott is is just great. He's great. I'm a big I'm a big fan of the Scott. And this is the m- most serious role I've ever seen him in, and it, it's so good. It's so so good. I'm a Scott. Oh, John Turturro. I'm, oh my God, he's incredible. He's amazing in everything. This is true. I'm a Scott's <laughs> tot. Okay, Scott's tot. Yeah, I watch all of Adam Scott's work. That was a weird mashup of things you did. (laughs) (laughs) Is it? (laughs) Yes. Well, that's what I do, I guess. (laughs) But there's even, uh, there's some, I wouldn't call, I mean, it's recurring. But there are some uh, folks that star in the show that I had no idea. And I was like, what the fuck? Where did this person come from? Um, they're not OJ Simpson. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Juice. <laughs> Juice is Orenthal. He's in. Uh, he's in episode four. Yep. <laughs> Never hear the name Orenthal anymore. I wonder why. <laughs> uh, well, well, cool. I plan on checking Severance out. That's definitely something I want. I've see. never heard of it, but y'all, y'all have fun. It's really good. There's just not enough of it. I need more. I don't have Apple TV either, so I'll probably never. I'll never experience. Well, girl, I do. What else, Kendall? That's all. Uh, that's oh, all okay. I'm gonna recommend. That's Ooh, it. Short and sweet. Yep. Watched too many documentaries to try and pick out which ones I want to really belabor. So. Severance it is. And the dogs next door, if you can hear them. Hmm. Severance, severance, severance. Yeah, severance, it's great. <laughs> Scott, Doug, Scott, Scott, Scott. You, you, Doug, you watched anything worth uh, shouting about? I finally watched something. It took me two days to watch it, but I finally watched The Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah, it's a two-day, that's a two-day watch, bud. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's two hours and like 58 minutes. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it could have easily made that two hours. It, yes. It's good. It's not great. Everyone keeps fucking blowing it. But, I mean, um, oh, Homeboy was better than uh, I thought he would be as Batman. I give him credit there. Um, Everyone's talking about how great Colin Farrell was. He was meh. Could have easily oh, done, uh, what's the old dude from Scrubs? Older mm. dude, he's been in a million fucking things. Who does he play in Scrubs? I'm blanking on it, of course. Since I brought it up, I can't fucking do anything else about it. Uh, he was the guy that was uh, um, always threatening to sue people. Oh, you're talking about... Uh, oh, what's that character's um, actors? Kind? Yeah, what? Richard Kind. Richard, Richard Kind, yeah. Richard, Is it Richard Kind? 
His, his last name is Kine. I think is it's it Kine or Karn or? I think it's Kine. <laughs> no, Richard Karn is someone else. <laughs> Richard Karn. That's still Tom. This is that. Yeah, I don't think so, Tim. But um, um, I like Colin Farrell. He's like my. He's one of my favorite parts. But that's what I was getting to. They put him all in that makeup to make him look like Richard Kine, and Richard Kine could have done this just as good. I'm saying it right um, here and now. I like that movie, um, but yeah, I don't know. That. I mean, I didn't hate it. Uh, the third act kills the entire movie, though. They they should have redone that. Um, I like the third act. I wish they had done... I, I honestly wish... Kendall, have you seen the movie? I have not. I do okay. plan on watching it. Really all right, all right. I love Bye. I love Zoe Kravitz in it. She's great. Yeah, she's great. Um, I Look... I like that movie. I'm at a point now where like these movies are not really like moving my needle at all. So I'm just like, I see them. They're either good or I never watch them again. Like that's, that's all, that's all that's really going on here. So, um, Batman, I thought was good. Um, and then, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm past the point where Batman movies are like really making my life worth living anymore. <laughs> That used to be like my big thing. Just like, fuck, yeah, oh my god, they're making another Batman movie. And now I'm just like, yeah, there's been 15 of them and I got it. Like, dude, he's a fucking dude in a suit. I got it. If they want to go out on a limb and do something different, the next one, because they did say there's going to be a sequel, and I'm pretty yeah. sure it'll probably be eight hours long. Yeah. They need to put Robin in it, and it needs to be an eight year old kid. They need to yeah, get I've... the balls to do that. And then the storyline people like you see how in the movie gotham city is i guess spoilers it's kind of like warming up to batman yeah but uh, i want to see him in the second one bring an eight-year-old kid on board and putting him on the front lines and getting shot at and shit and you know see how the city reacts to that shit the thing about the the thing about the length of the movies is that it's never going back. God like, damn it! You know we can. There are good movies that are ninety back. minutes long. Yeah, there are. I watched one the other night. Unstoppable, great movie. Child's Play Three. Um, do what? <laughs> and Child's Play Three. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it's this is just the way they make these big movies now. Like they're two and a half minimum, and most of them are closer to three hours now. And it's just like that's the movie they're making like every big ip driven movie is going to be like that they're going to cram as much like world building in there as they can so they can have hbo max spinoff series and sequels and it's all about like it's not even about sequels to the movies anymore there's all this streaming stuff they're throwing out there colin farrell's getting his own penguin show like you know it's just it, it just is what it is i i thought that this one handled that like none of it felt very clunky to me i thought like they built like a very real like gotham and a lot of characters i just in, in my it's opinion, clunky in the messaging that's trying to send in my opinion you just don't have to do all that in one movie but that's just the way they make movies now so it's you know you used to have like a you know a two-hour action thriller and they'd be like two hours and two minutes long like and that was it um perfectly succinct but that's just how old i mean how long is that first michael keaton batman uh it's let's let's, i'll look it up yeah look it up 
Um, cause it's can't be, it's probably under two hours or it's probably like right at the two hour mark. I'd say two hours and one minute or something like that. It's it right there. Is... Hang on fucking phone. No, you're good. 126 minutes. Yeah. Two hours, six minutes. I mean, everything just clocked in right there. Your movie's it doesn't seem that long like though. It doesn't. You probably got like six minutes of credits. I mean, I don't know. This is just how they make movies now, and I don't really like it as much. But yeah, I'm really I'm I'm not big on the fucking marathon movies now. I mean, you can totally make a good Batman movie that is two uh, hours long. Two hours long. Yeah, that's all you need. And if it's been done. Do it was done in '89. If you want to do all this extra stuff, like that's what the streaming stuff is for. But I mean, yeah. there's just like there's so much going on in that Batman movie where I'm just like, I didn't think any of it was bad, but I was just was like, a lot of this is unnecessary. Very unnecessary. Um, and also, like I said, the the messaging is trying to, they're trying to send is it's clunky, and the third act really sucked, in my opinion. But I mean, it's it's okay. It's you know what? I'm not recommending it. Whatever. <laughs> this is where we diverge I, I i like the third act and i wished it had gone on i wish the third act had started sooner like, it's too it's here. for what they've been setting up to me it's too grandiose it has like the dark knight rises effect mm, i don't know I, I it's hard to talk around it but i feel like this one just with that there's like one piece that got a little too big but like it didn't it <laughs> This one felt grounded enough where I wasn't like, okay, all right, we immediately need Superman to solve this. Like, you built a Batman movie yeah. with a nuclear weapon, and I'm just like, okay, wait a minute. Um, oh, man, can I, I can't stand the Dark Knight Rises. That, to how me, can my Batman solve this? Batman movie. Um, it's one of the worst. But anyway, the Batman, it's on HBO. If you want to check it out, give it a whirl. It's not as, as bad as you think it would be, but it is a little overhyped and not as good as everyone says. Uh, whereas Dash, I dub, like TCR. <laughs> whereas I like the film fine, but I probably won't watch it again um, ever. <laughs> I've seen it twice now. I'm pretty good at <laughs> There's I just, a, I'm just it, telling, I'm telling you, it's not the kind of movie I'm interested in anymore. Like, it's just not like, there's, I've so, seen there's it so much potential so in it times. too. Like, like Andy Serkis is in it and he's kind of mm -hmm. wasted. Like you have, yeah. you have someone of his caliber in this movie and you don't do more with him. It's kind of criminal, but you know, whatever. There's a second one coming. I'm sure there'll be five of them. So yeah, I mean, they're going to crank them out, but yeah. That's all I got. It took me four weeks to watch that, so. <laughs> um, I don't have anything really big. I went to see The Northman. Oh, yeah? Um, the new Viking movie. And um, I like it. It's a little disjointed. It's the same guy who made The Witch and The Lighthouse, so there's like... 20 minutes of just like really weird shit and then the movie gets like kind of uh normal and when it's doing that when it's like a big viking epic it's like really fucking violent and brutal and upsetting um and 
there may or may not be two naked Vikings fighting inside an active volcano at some point in the movie. Um, it's pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> uh, but, um, I, and I would recommend it. I liked it a lot. I would probably watch it at least one more time. Um, all the acting in it is really fucking good. And all the cinematography is really good. Um, but it's just like the rest of Eggers work. It's just kind of, it's tough. It's a tough watch. It's not like an easy fun time. Like, I didn't go see the Northman and I'm like, wow, what a fun movie that was. It's just a lot of it was really upsetting, <laughs> but, uh, really well made. And I don't know how he convinced anybody to let him spend a hundred million dollars on a Viking movie. Cause Viking movies do not work typically. Nope. Um, and I don't know how much money this one's made, but I, I guarantee you it's, it's just too off center for most mainstream audiences. So I don't see it being a big hit either, but um, is it four hours long I, too? No, it's like, it's shorter than Batman. It's way shorter than Batman. It's like two hours and 10 minutes. Oh, that's good. Yeah. How did they do that? How did they tell a story in just two hours? Right. How will they, <laughs> like, it's shocking. Um, but I like the Northman and I recommend it. All right. Um, I also, let's see what else I've been watching recently. Oh, I mentioned it, but I watched Unstoppable. Uh, the Denzel Washington, Chris Pine, Unstoppable Train movie. Uh, watched that with my six-year-old who was over the moon about it as he loves action movies now. Um, so that was a fun one. Uh, watched Back to the Future because we're doing all this like Back to the Future themed stuff at work this past week and Elise was like, we should watch that. So I watched it with Grayson and he enjoyed it um, and it remains a perfect movie. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, I had a little nineties thriller date night movie with Elise, uh, last week we watched double jeopardy starring Tommy Lee Jones and Ashley Judd. Oh, wow. Great movie. You guys ever seen double jeopardy? Uh, it's been a million years. I love double jeopardy. Oh my gosh. What a great premise. And they say it in the movie too. Like, they uh, say double jeopardy like, in the movie. Yes, her husband, so you know I'm happy. Her husband fakes his own death to blame it on her. Of course, she's uh, convicted of it. And then she's she's trying to like overturn it. And one of the other girls in the prison is like, hey, don't you know about Double Jeopardy? Double you Jeopardy. Serve your yeah, t- Double Jeopardy. Yeah. Let me tell you about Double Jeopardy. Well, Double Jeopardy. You serve your time. You get out. You track him down. You kill him for real. They can't send you to prison for it because they already have. And like they just set it up right there. And you're like, all right, here's the movie. What's Great the running idea. time on that movie? Oh man, on Double Jeopardy? You're talking about 1999's Double Jeopardy, Doug? Yes. That's a that's a lean 105 minutes. Boom, roasted. There you go. Come on, you're gonna tell me Tommy Lee Jones and Ashley Judd can get it done in an hour 45, but Batman needs three hours. Oh, speaking of 90s movies and Batman, I forgot to mention the most glaring thing about the Batman is that it's just fucking seven with Batman in it. Uh, yeah. All right, yes. carry on with the double jeopardy. No, it's it's heavily inspired by Seven. Um, like his version of his version of Joker is just John Doe from Seven. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm still trying to figure out if I like the Riddler in it or not. Um, I like the Riddler. I mean, I, I like the Riddler as a character, but I don't know the Batman's new version. Of making him Ooh, like the Zodiac I, Killer. I don't know if I like that or not. You know who I did like was 
Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, he was whatever good. Whatever his title he was is. Good. Yeah, he's good, in, he's good in everything. He's like a plug and play. Like, he's going to be great yeah. in everything he's in. And uh, Falcone um, was good. Oh, man. Was that Totoro? Yes. Man, he is. He's, he's also excellent in everything. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Double Jeopardy. That's the last thing I got. Cool. Check it out. Check it out. What's the movie? That, uh, every time, every time anyone mentions Double Jeopardy, and it comes up from time to time, I immediately think of Dennis Rodman and Van Damme. What is that? Double Team. Double okay. Team. Okay. I the second someone says that, I think of Double Team instead. I don't know why. I just do. Getting my doubles mixed up. Ashley Judd had a little run of like 90s action movies. Or 90s thrillers, I guess. I should say. She was also in A Time to Kill. Mm-hmm. Kiss the Girls. Ooh, Kiss the Girls. Was she in uh, Long Spider? No, she wasn't in no. that She's in High Crimes. Twisted. I saw that one. I've, I have seen a lot of Ashley Judd thrillers. That's what she was known for. Have you seen the trailer for this Elvis movie? Because I'm like, I'm pretty into it. Honestly. I'll check it out. I like that to me is a movie I want to see. I'm like, look at Tom Hanks's makeup. I like that kid who's playing Elvis, and it look and Baz Luhrmann makes just fucking batshit crazy movies, and I'm like, yeah, that's I want to see that. Well, we're big Elvis fans, so we're gonna check it out anyway. So, yeah, I'm into it. If you got the Hanks, I'm there. Yeah, he's playing Colonel Tom. It looks cool. I, I love it. I, he looks great, and he like narrated the trailer too. So I'm, I'm just, I'm excited to check it out. Big Hankophile, as you know. Who? Hankophile. <laughs> I wouldn't be going around screaming that. <laughs> Somebody gonna get misheard. <laughs> All right. Well. Doug, where can the fine folks uh, find us until the next time? Well, you can hit us up at carbonranchpod at gmail.com. Um, hit us up via Facebook or Instagram. Mostly Facebook. I don't think Instagram has been updated in a while. But uh, I'm there on Facebook. Um, you can hit us up on Spotify and iTunes. No, iTunes. 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 You know iTunes. <laughs> oh, man. My favorite. Out of tunes. She was on Mama's Family, right? Knock, knock. Yep. Um, Just out of tunes. <laughs> Google Podcast, subscribe, like us, rate us five stars. Thank you. Appreciate it. Share us. Tell a friend. Tell your mama. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah, tell tell your mom about this. <laughs> we she, dare she you. would love it. Yeah. I'm great with moms. Moms think I'm adorable. So show them some of the stuff I've said on this show. Double Jeffrey. <laughs> moms love double jeopardy it's just true <laughs> my mom loves it my wife who's a mom loves it moms love double jeopardy <laughs> alright do moms love out of context show notes they do Oh, some of them do well a couple things you guys said toward the beginning of this episode really got me so I noted them Kind of trailed you know, off toward the end, but um, you know, I send them to my mom every week, and I don't tell her what they're from, and she says, "Please stop sending this." What's all this um, checkered nonsense? 
<laughs> Checker Palooza. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> All right, Kendall, hit us with it. Well, you can send your mama Chuck E. Cheese. That was excellent. Pink pile of plastic ass. <laughs> yep. And brew tenant. <laughs> brew tenant. I like those. Uh, those were good. Brew tenant was special. <laughs> that was nice. All right, folks. Well, hey, thanks for listening uh, to TCR. Uh, we appreciate it. Make sure you like and subscribe. Do all that fun shit. Please do. Uh, until next time, we've been the Nobodies. I'm Caleb. I'm Doug. I'm Kendall. Just keep on ranting. We dare you. Yeah. <laughs> you try not to fucking rant. Just better fucking do it. You're gonna rant. You're gonna rant. You're gonna like it. Thank you for listening to The Carpenter Rants. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podbean. And Spotify. These are great.